The Black Male Archives, where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men. Guys, how's everybody doing? This is Rodney Freeman. I am the host of the Black Male Archives. Thank you guys for being on here. We have our good friends, Tiffany Fontino. Did I get that right? Fontenot. Tiffany Fontenot. Sorry about that. And Patrick Oliver. They're here with We Are Here, a literacy space for black boys and young black men. Um, and we are just wanting to, to kind of pick their brains and uh, see how they came about this organization and what their organization is doing in, in their uh, respective communities. So thank you guys for being on the Black Male Archives. I appreciate your time. Um, can you uh, tell us a little bit about your, your background? And I'll let uh, Tiffany go first. Okay. So I am a head librarian at the Educational Resource Center at Boston College. I am currently in a doctoral program for educational leadership. I've been a school, a third grade school teacher and school librarian for a number of years, and I'm from Cleveland. Yes. Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Browns. Always shut out my hometown. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Patrick Oliver. I am the founder and executive director of Say It Loud Readers and Writers, literary arts organization founded in 1997. We'll be 25 next year. So hey, you wow. guys get ready to pack your bags. We're having our 25th anniversary celebration in Little Rock, Arkansas. So it's going to be a major literary uh, blast that we're going to do uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas. And, uh, I was born uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas. And my you know, background is just growing up around folks who Love to read newspapers. Folks who uh, love uh, just sitting on the front porch, just you know, just reading about what they read in magazines, every day newspaper, and sharing that. And I saw that it's like, wow, these were the early storytellers, the orators, you know, yeah. who were in the community. So I kind of embraced that idea and decided, hey, let me let me uh, organize that and start an organization with that kind of concept. You know, just sharing reading material with young people. So, so you have two different professions and uh, two different backgrounds. How did you guys get this organization started? Tiffany, come on. Yeah, so I've I've known Patrick since like back in the day when I first became a librarian. I would always see him at conferences. And for in Chicago primarily, and then we're all we were always been talking about um, outreach and things like that. And we really got on a tangent about trying to make a change in terms of addressing literacy for um, young black males. And we were throwing things around, and that's kind of like the impetus for how this started. But that's that's how I met Patrick. I've been knowing him for years through um, library conferences. Oh, okay, okay. So that makes sense. So I was like, how did you guys both? Because Patrick, you worked in the space of the publishing space, correct? Right. Yeah. And like Tiffany was saying, uh, I would represent Third World Press at these various conferences around the country. You know, we go there, booth all set up, and you know, try to flag down librarians like Tiff, like, hey, we got these books. You know, we're trying to get <laughs> the libraries, we're trying to get into schools. You know, so that, that was my job, and it was very fascinating. You know. Um, because part of my life, one of the reasons I enjoy reading because of librarians. So I always had this deep respect for librarians because you ask them anything about a book, they know it. So for me, they were like this 
this, this information hub. And so mm-hmm. anytime Third World Press said anything about going to a conference and involve librarians, I'm going. I want to go. Let's get a booth. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. that's what that's why I ran into uh, Tiffany for one of those conferences. And in many of the conferences we went to, the conversation was about how do we get books uh, into our communities? How do we get folks to read? What you know? What marketing strategies do we use? Because that's what I'll think about the Third World Press. One, how to get librarians to buy our books. Why should libraries buy books? What is there we offer at Third World Press that uh, librarians can use to empower people in their community? Tiffany, mm. how, how was your? What made you go into librarianship? I was always kind of very curious. I was the kid, you know. I wasn't a straight A student, but I was always very curious, and I learned on my own. Like the things that had were of interest of me and what I learned about. So I was always kind of like, well, what's the answer to this? Or always kind of thinking on a different tangent. When I would hear something in class, I would go mm-hmm. off and be like, oh, what about this? So I was always been very curious about things, and um, then I ended up going to a historically black school, and that kind of flipped my whole mentality because I saw black folks from all over the world and I had that interest in in my um, my history. Mm-hmm. So like um, I've at first I wanted to work in archives and be an archivist and things like that. So I went to library school for that, but then just kind of took a different path. But I'm still in the in the profession and in, in that capacity trying to answer these questions, these life questions, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you both went into publishing librarianship but you guys met at this conference to form this organization so give me the background about this organization and then also like the the programs and the services that you guys are providing for the community Go ahead, with the- so, yeah. so we were talking about it, it just kind of evolved into like having like Patrick was saying, like this information hub of information about regarding like black boys and young black men. Mm-hmm. Patrick's like a, a community activist and, mm-hmm. and and he and has experience from publishing. Like I've I'm working within research and education and librarianship, and like we intersect with all these different paths and and kind of populations that are kind of like um siloed and not really like intersecting in terms of like answering the questions how can we do this best collaboratively mm-hmm. so the thought was to create this virtual space to put all this these different kind of intersecting you know like populations in one place mm-hmm. and then let's see what we can do from there to create conversations to, to try to think differently about um accessing information for our young black boys did you and, and so and so i have to ask you guys both like was there did you guys see like a need for this because there wasn't any organization out there doing this or was there an organization that you guys used as a template or did you guys i mean what what was the the the, the motivation behind this this will make it kind of special you know everybody talked about it Everybody knew the issue. There's an issue with black boys and literacy. You know, everybody knew that we need to address it somehow. And I, I think the way uh, Tiffany, she saw what I was doing in terms of trying to reach black boys, mm-hmm. and she said, "You know, I got, some, I got some in so many words. I can, I can show you how to do this, Patrick, and it can reach a lot of people. I can help you catalog, help you departmentalize this. I can help. We can, we can work together." 
and really create a space where these boys can come to. Like she was saying, I was an advocate, activist, really just beating down the doors, ringing the bells saying, hey, we got to, we really need to work with these boys to get them to read, we need to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Tiffany said, hey, why don't we um, create, again, back to this word, hub, where they can go to, not just we talk about it, once we get their attention now, Patrick. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I've been doing over years. I got people's attention now. Okay, what do I send them to get the information? And mm-hmm. that's where Tiffany came in. She had the skills to be able to build this uh, this, 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 this database of, mm-hmm. of information that people can now come to. So now we're just not talking about, okay, how do we get black boys to read? Most, most importantly, the type of material that has been put together that it can come to. Because you can say, find, uh, can talk about this issue. But we got to make sure uh, what we're doing is identifying culturally relevant reading material that black boys really enjoy. And when they come um, to our space, they see themselves. They see books and material that look like them. So they immediately gravitate to it. So, so is this a physical space? This is all digital space? It's an all digital space. So, okay. you know, like we have um, reading materials from like birth to 18, okay. you know, um, that center young black boys. We also have research materials that center, um, center the same population, instructional materials for teachers and different things like that. Because again, it's kind of like creating that space where here's the books for them. But what about, you know, like what is what's happening in research? What's happening in the community? What's happening in education mm-hmm. that we can see the overlap or the or the need or the void and things that can be addressed? Mm, OK, OK, that's that's awesome. This is awesome. This is an awesome project. Have you guys where are you guys um um, in the development of this of this hub, is it, is it uh, at its uh, early eight early stages, or where, where is it at right now? Very early stages. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very early, but we've done some pretty dynamic things. I mean, our kickoff was just off the chain. Yes. You, you go back to our page, the first interview we had, we had, I mean, some of the top writers, you know, in the children's literature space right now. We have uh, Tony Medina. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, Howard University professor, but also a poet writer, but has a, uh, some wonderful children's books. We featured uh, Wade Hudson, who is a publisher, co-founder of Just Us Books, and um, uh, Gordon James, award-winning uh, children's book illustrator, and so is Wade Hudson, award-winning uh, book as well. We had those three individuals to kick off our our uh, our first kind of interview series, because that's one of the things that we're going to be doing. Our monthly interviews with, with individuals, and so to have those three, mm-hmm. that was major. That's you awesome. Know, some organizations take them months before they can pull something off like that. Right. We did it very early in the state in our, in our early stages of the project. As and as a part of some of the research that I'm doing, I'm interviewing black males in regards to their their narratives and their their literacy stories. Mm-hmm. So I've been like interviewing people and dropping the interviews on our um, YouTube site and a podcast because it's important to understand like everybody will throw out 
you know, the, the NAEP reading assessment scores. And that's always these deficit narratives that we always hear. That's the first thing you'll see when yeah. you look up Black boys in reading. And yeah. I was like, but there's more to that. Hear the story, understand why this is happening. And it'll yeah. connect back to policy. It'll connect back to racism. It'll connect back to all these mm -hmm. different things that need to be considered. So that's an aspect of it too, in terms of when we're talking about getting those voices heard. So we have like a young author 13 year old wrote a book and interviewed him about, you know, like what he feels about being an author and, yeah. and other folks in the, in the um, profession. That is so powerful because I remember when I was young, I couldn't stand reading. Uh, I hated it. I, I love reading comic books. Um, it was not until I went to high school and was, um, I messed up my hamstring because I was playing football. That's when I started ditching lunch to go read. And the first book I, pick, I picked up was uh, Frederick Douglass mm -hmm. Up From Slavery and read that from, from front to back. But um, and it changed my life. You know, it changed my whole trajectory of what I wanted to do. Um, and I, I think if we can show more positive stories, more characters that look like us, um, more encouragement, you know, I, I, I really commend you guys for doing this. What do you guys have next for this, um, for this, uh, this space, for this hub? What do you guys want to do next? What are the next steps? I think just to solidify what we're doing, kind of like lay the foundation. Like, to me, the long-term vision is that we have this virtual space, but inevitably Patrick and or I could be out in spaces that really need us within communities and things like that, mm -hmm. bringing our expertise together to kind of help, you know, push the movement along or facilitate different conversations happening. So mm -hmm. basically to solidify this now and then from that to extend programming even further. Mm -hmm. Mm, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, because it, it, it's very important. You know, I mentioned we had the interviews with those uh, three dynamic uh, male authors. You know, that's important. That you know, we're definitely going to ex expand upon that. You know, so that uh, these young brothers uh, that we're trying to reach, mm -hmm. you know, there's you know, get a chance to see uh, brothers who could be their uncle, who could be their you know cousin. You know who are writing these books, and we're hoping that young know, people see that hey, or, or hear a word in an interview that sounds familiar to them, and yeah. the familiarization we encourage them to uh, become um, possible readers or just just reading a little bit more and become curious because that's the key to really what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. What is it that we can say that would spark that interest? You know, mm -hmm. you know once. As you will, my brother, once you become a reader, you know, the possibilities, you know, are just endless. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what, you know, we're trying to, you know, to do. Create uh, or, or just encourage young people to read so they can take advantage of these possibilities that exist. Particularly it's a day for young people. But all this technology out here, you're literate. Mm -hmm. And the ideas are, are just, wow, unbelievable. What what would you do to I guess for people who want to get involved in this? Um, what would you recommend um, or what advice would you give them um, if they want to help out and how can they help out? I think too, 
one of the things is like on our wearehearelit.org website, there's actually a space, uh, a listserv community space. I would love to get that populated, to have that directed conversation about Black males and literacy, mm -hmm. to have that just space where you can say, I need a book for this. Can you offer a suggestion? Or what? how does the science of reading apply to my young Black boys? How can I do that? What, what do I need to know as a parent? What do I need to know? You know, like, yeah. and, and if this is happening in research, how can this community activist take it and, and benefit the group that they're working with? So to create, you know, like these spaces to just have the conversation more, I mm -hmm. think is what I would like to build up because that adds to the programming that, that sparks ideas and, you know, like and thinking differently about what we've, what we've done before. Patrick, I, I know you, you are, um, you have a couple of organizations that you're you're also working with. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Before that, I, I want to uh, kind of talk a little bit more what Tiffany was saying. Sure. But I, I want to make sure folks really understand what this space is about and how they can really use it as, as a tool. Because oftentimes we hit with so much nowadays. Hey, I got this, I got this to offer, you know, it's almost like snake oil in some cases. In particular, we're talking about tools to empower our you know, children, black mm -hmm. and brown children. Everybody has something else they're trying to sell. And, and, but I think with the expertise that uh, me and Tiffany put together, we're really uh, tapping into something that, again, we've heard the conversation about what to do, but people have really scratched the surface uh, mm -hmm. with trying to address the issue of black, black and brown boys, literature, particularly black boys. So uh, with having a librarian, someone who does this, how she does is identify books for boys, and they come and say, hey, here's a resource, it's free. You don't have to pay mm -hmm. some high-end consultant. And you, you know, you don't to come to your school and train your staff, different story, but here's a free database. You don't have to pay Schoolology and all these other uh, sites that people are using all over the country this ridiculous amount of money and try to find resources and materials to enhance a, a child. It's right here uh, for you uh, at, at uh, no cost. So I really want to make sure people understand that's, you know, what is available uh, to them, to their community, you know, to parents, young people, staff, community leaders. Because oftentimes, brother, um, I'm glad you're doing the project you're doing with the Black Male Archive. Um, our leaders in our community really don't understand uh, what it means for black boys in our community to be literate. Mm -hmm. you know, they know what illiterate means, but we're talking about lit literacy as a, diff as a difference. And that's mm -hmm. what we need our communities to be literate so we can start you know, bringing jobs and things like that to our community. So you know, what we're doing is really supports this foundation with the communities are trying to build up on it. And, and uh, we are here. Yep. And that's awesome. Um, and I'm again, like I said, I'm thankful for you guys being on the pod, uh, the podcast. Um, Patrick, just want to circle uh, right back to you and uh, let you talk about those uh, those other two projects that you're involved in as well. Oh yeah, the um, so similar to not similar, but a different aspect of. Uh, getting black boys to uh, really think about writing. Mm 
for the you know, Nazi Journal, a journal writing project that mm-hmm. we created for uh, young people, daily writing prompts. I try to post daily, but I five times a week uh, on my Facebook page, uh, encouraging our sons to read. So those two have kind of interacted. So encouraging our sons, I, I just post on there, just kind of promotional, um, my, I'm using, using my marketing skills, trying to mm-hmm. encourage parents, community leaders, just kind of some little tools, song lyrics, quotes, different little stuff. They can go there and see that kind of encourages reading. Like today, I, uh, I think I forgot I posted about today. I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, the, the prop was, uh, what was it about today? I can't remember. I post so many things. But it's, it's different little uh, writing prompts that I post uh, each day. And uh, like uh, yesterday, Monday's prompt was tre- we're treasury. Because I saw an interview with the uh, brother who is the uh, deputy uh, secretary for the United States, uh, African-American male, Daniel Adewa. Uh, he was on MSNBC. So I asked young brothers, hey, Google this brother. You find out who he is. Whatever you find interesting, just put it in, in your journal. And first of all, what does the word treasury mean? So things like that, just they can go to my page about every other day or so, but five, at least four or five days a week. Be writing from based on a number of things. I did a song about common, you know, the post. Hey, what is, what is common trying to say in this song? You know, um, you know, a, a, a quick quote in about 25 seconds, some film clip from Tracy Morgan about what is happening. So things like that. You know, that we're trying to get them to just write about something, respond to a writing prompt. Because, you know, with, with the reading part, the kids yeah. trying to, that we created, now we're trying to get right, okay. You've read something, now write about it. Right. So we, so we, 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 we are here, we identify these wonderful books. Now that you read them, interpret what you read. Uh, in, 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 in the writing space in the journal, it's uh, no more than what they would have to do if they were uh, using Twitter. But, you know, 250 characters, you know, 50 words. That's all I want the journal. 50 words each time, be less than that. Just give me some thought. What do you think about what you just read? This Kendrick Lamar lyric, this this uh, Malcolm X quote, the Dr. King quote. What is your interpretation of a young person, young, young people? There's even a here website to um, to learn how to podcast because after you learn how to read it and write about it, put it out in the world, communicate your story. You know what I mean? There's a kid on there um, that we feature. His name is Josiah, and he has a podcast, and he's a middle schooler. I want mm-hmm. more kids to see that because I want to hear their voices and what they're reading or like. Or I want to hear about what they don't like about reading because, you know, we struggle through these things. Let's learn about the struggle and how to get over it. So let's. So I love the fact that, you know, like there's these different components to enable boys to, you know, get their voice out there and, and inevitably change their community and, you know, like what they want to advocate for through literacy. Yeah, that's awesome. Tiffany, what else are you working on? I know you, I know you're in school, so <laughs> that's, <laughs> but uh, um, are there any other projects uh, that are uh, related to this that you're working on? At this time, I'm just really trying to define how to, similar to what you're doing, um, archive Black male voices as it pertains to literacy Mm -hmm. and find the patterns that aren't being seen and talked about Mm -hmm. and and, and report out on those. Because from what I'm seeing about Black males that have, have 
produced and like have some sort of, you know, like ability to navigate their lives because of literacy, there's definite patterns there. But I'm not seeing a lot of, you know, like people acknowledging and writing and talking about these things. So I want to create different spaces for people to see these things so that it can be addressed and operationalized and put in libraries and put in schools and different things like that to understand like what is needed to be successful and policymakers to really see this and start acting on it. That's what's most important. Boom. Drop the mic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is that is powerful. And I mean, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, we started the, the Black Male Archives is to get that front and center, you know, and um, some of you guys are going to be on my uh, webinar tomorrow, you know, just really going full steam, full press ahead trying to get this. So now it can be in library, schools, nonprofits. So. Um, and so I, I really feel, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted you guys on a podcast is because I feel like we, we have symmetry, synergy, um, uh, where we can definitely collaborate and work together. So, um, again, um, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Um, before I let you go, I'm getting just a little bit of echo. So I might meet you guys here and there, but, but, uh, before I go, uh, I would like for you guys to share where people can get get in, get in touch with you, social media websites. Um, where can they get a hold of you if they want to continue to follow what you guys are doing? We have the weareherelit.org website. We also have social media. So we have the We Are Here Lit Instagram page. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter page and we have a YouTube channel and an anchor podcast. So if you do, we are here, a literacy space for black boys and young black men, you will find us in all those spaces. But they're also aggregated in the we are here lit .org website. That's it. All right. Uh, and do you guys have any um uh, personal um, Instagram or social media where people can follow you? Well, they can oh, sorry. Catch me at speakloudly.com. Just speakloudly.com. You can catch me there. I'll, you'll see all the, the work that I'm doing and how we all connect. All right. Thank you guys so much. for. Uh, again, I do apologize a little bit about the, the feedback that you guys are getting, but I uh, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast, for being on the show, what you guys are doing. Um, it's very important. And um, I'm so honored to, to have you. And please, let's have you guys back so you we can follow up. Um, I, I, I have some, some ideas that I would like to talk to you guys about offline. Um, but thank you for being on the Black Male Archive where we promote positive stories about black men but we also do the same thing for for women um on our sister site called powerful women of color so check that out when you guys have a chance and thank you guys for your for your time thank, thank you brother take thank care you. all right